Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Handbags at Dawn, the show that gives random pieces of Lego, last month's as yet unread copy of Vogue, and Dusty Raisins the airtime they deserve. We're delighted to be your hosts on this exploratory handbag mission, Charlotte Edmonds and Jessica Johnson. If I were to list some things I'm proud of, I'd say my two children lead the board, my career as a TV creative is up there, and a special mention goes to that time I tried to teach diversity some new moves on the dance floor at Simon Cowell's 50th. Special. I've worked my way up through the world of broadsheet journalism and fashion editing, stopping only to briefly wed once, procreate twice, and contribute three times to the lady. <laughs> what we do here is dig three items out of the depths of probably larger than medically advisable bags before going on to talk about and read deeply into the significance of our findings. If it helps justify the sheer amount of unnecessary bulk we all lug around, then our work here is done. <laughs> This week, our very lovely Indeed guest leads with an intimidating resume. Whilst working as European Events Manager at Human Rights Watch, she found time on the side to work on the hugely popular Henley Literary Festival, before seamlessly simply becoming its director. She simultaneously runs charity fundraisers across Europe, has two children under six, and has just launched a new literary food festival. We're hoping some of this brilliance rubs off on us as we speak to Harriet Reid. Welcome, Harriet! Hello! Welcome, thank you for for joining us. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for having us because you're actually hosting today. <laughs> we are sat in the most beautiful kitchen with stone flooring and agar on standby and coffee on the go. So we are very happy to be here. What more can we need? Yeah, it's <laughs> like the, the perfect bunk off work. Social not working. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Could you first describe your handbag to us? Yes, I've got a very beautiful whistled rucksack. Oh, very yeah, on trend. Current. Very on trend. I was like, oh, okay, I'll just go and get a cheap one and then kept on deferring. And then Christmas came. And it was calling you. And under the tree was my beautiful, beautiful yeah. rucksack for my husband. So I love it. But it's good. <laughs> Do you remember when you were at school and only people who were French exchange students had rucksacks and wore barbers? And now everyone does it. So on trend, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Barbers yeah. are the, on the dream list. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think it's probably about time to have a quick rummage in the rucksack then. See what the uh, the first item might be, Harriet. That works so nicely. Yeah. Rummage in the, the rucksack. <laughs> this bag runs deep. Will you go surface or will you go deep first time? I think we'll go surface. Surface. Nice. On the top of the surface is the thing I'm handing to anybody <laughs> who will uh, listen to me, is my new food festival program. Uh, not just mine. There's a couple of us <laughs> working on it. Um, which is Henley on Food which is the UK's first food literary festival because one year we had the Hensleys at the literary festival and they were amazing and gorgeous and obviously the food processor broke so we had to run five minutes before it started to Robert <gasps> Dias and Henley and buy a food processor and then there was obviously loads of mess afterwards and uh, Melbourne Bragg was due on <laughs> half an hour later and at that point we thought this this is not going to work as a system clear um, the spiralizer. <laughs> Melvin's due on <laughs> I know so that was when we were like I think it's time so we decided that 
this would be a good thing to do. It is going to be the first bank holiday weekend in May. We've got some amazing names. We've got John Tarode from MasterChef. We've got Madeleine Shaw. We have got Frances Quinn, who won the Bake Off. How can people get tickets? www.henleyonfood.com I was just going to comment on how much I love Henley on Food. That is brilliant. And that actually reminds me of a friend of mine who, back in the days when we actually used to write to each other, he used to send me letters and saying Henley on Toast, which I always really love. Explain this writing, so this pen palism. We both lived in Henley. I don't know why we were writing to each other. Was it a boy that it we liked? It was a boy. And we were just really good friends. <laughs> we would write to each other. We'd send postcards and he would send it to me and it would be, you know, I, I love Henley the formality. on Toast. It's what you did <laughs> in the it's 90s. It really amused us. My first boyfriend when I was younger, we used to fax each other. Fax? Amazing. <laughs> so I've had a pen pal boyfriend and I've had a fax boyfriend. Then we moved on to text. It's like my relationship history through the technological. Oh, but no, but did you have a pager boyfriend? Did, did you have I a pager? I loved the pager. I used to love my pager. We used to sit our pages on our desks at school, kind of lined up. And because I'm Jess, mine would always come through, hi, Jess. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jeff. You'd have to phone and speak to an operator. It was like the Second World War. I mean, it might as well have been kind of Morse code, really. But you had to do it in like 140 letters. I feel like maybe Twitter came out via pa- yeah, pages. Yeah, precursor to Twitter. Such a good point. They weren't as funny or witty as Twitter. They... No, Jeff, definitely. <laughs> That's quite good. <laughs> yeah. We could just call you that from now on. I think we yes. should. Yeah, it's very colloquial. Yeah. Obviously, we've digressed because that is what we do. So how's it going to work? How do you combine the food and the books? How does it work? So we basically have three different elements of it. We have the talks element, which is where John Trode's going to do some talks. We've got the demo element where we've got people like Lisa Faulkner. Then we've got this really cool supper club. Nice. Um, Love a supper club. Which is Britain's most fashionable foodies, is what the Times called them. And they're Terry and George. So we've got them, which is really exciting on Saturday night. And then we've just got the good old food stalls. We've got Licker Licks. Heinz Head will be doing a demo, Person's Pub. There's amazing cookery classes for kids. We've also got the wonderful Huggless Douglas creator, David Melling, who I completely love. Brilliant. And um, because he happened to have a cookbook out called Huggless Douglas Bakes a Cake, and I was, rang up the publisher and was like, hi, hi, I'm doing a food festival. <laughs> it seems like it's an extreme thing to do, designing an entire food festival just so you can get in touch with him. Yeah. But yeah. I can see why he would. Yeah. And actually his response was, I'd love to come, I'd love to come, but I don't really know if I could bake cakes. <laughs> we were like, no, we didn't want you to bake cakes. We just want you to like have fun with Huggless. There's loads and loads of fun going on. How do you work with the two together because they're both pretty big projects the food festival and the literary festival yeah the main thing we've always been you've got to be careful not to I always get the phrase wrong but not to rob Peter to steal from Paul oh yeah rob Peter to pay Paul yes that's the one I like yours as well though I like that (laughs) I think if we're wives one day we'll be old and then you can say it's an old wives tale that's what people say one of the the best ones that my husband ever did sorry about this darling was half of one six dozen of the other (laughs) which I just thought was brilliant I actually genuinely am like is that not one. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect sense to me. Yeah, that's that exactly <laughs> what I do the whole time. Um, so no, in regards to time, I'm I'm trying to split my time. It's a little bit like the working mother thing. So it's another baby, but I, I think we're getting there. I mean, this is our tenth year. And then you've kind of put Henley on the literary map, haven't you? Yeah, we have. We we're always mentioned in the top five, so we're now like, yeah, we're one of the top five festivals. But I'm not really sure where anyone gets this from. I don't know if either of you have ever been to Hay Literary Festival. It's amazing. It's just quite far. If I once said to somebody, oh maybe I'll pop along for a day, and they laughed and were like, yeah, there's no way you can go to Hay for a day. So what's lovely about Henley is. 
as you can. <laughs> that should be on their sign for their town. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, you know, it's kind board. of you're now entering here, you're now leaving here. So there's no way you can go to Hay for a day. Turn around. <laughs> <laughs> They've got so many good slogans. They really do. They're missing a trick. There's, there's got to be something that you could do there with the regatta. It's the most awesome oh, festival. Jeff. Oh. <laughs> Jeff's <Again>. on form. <laughs> Jeff, if you could just come into the office yeah. one Thursday morning, it's, right, it's your fine. Pants. I've got it. We're sorted. Everyone can relax. Marketing is taken care of. <laughs> you mentioned about balancing the two. How do you do all of this? It's pretty impressive that you managed to run these huge events. How are you doing this with two kids? I, I'm only asking purely because I want to learn. <laughs> I don't think I'm the one to learn from. I find it really hard, actually. It is really hard. And actually, my mum was incredibly successful. And I always think, how did you do it? And she was like, well, you cried a lot. <laughs> like, You know, I work quite a lot of nights so that I can pick them up from school, have some time with them and then go and work late. I think the advantage of being a consultant means you can sort of work the hours you want. I started this new thing. I, I learned it from somebody, but I can't remember who. So I'm going to take it as mine. Good. Uh, which is life admin. So I have a life admin Wednesday. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so, and what does that involve? Um, I always go to the gym, maybe go through my emails and just like anybody who I haven't replied to from six months ago, I'm like, oh, hi, it's Life Admin Wednesday. <laughs> my last Life Admin Wednesday, I cleared the playroom. I then rang my husband on the way to school pickup and was like, when you come home, you're not going to know this because they will have played in it. But I have spent three hours doing this. I think it's very, very good to actually ring fence a time of the week where you can do that. I think that's, I'm going to be borrowing that idea. There's a lot of talk about mindfulness and living in the present and just taking a moment for yourself. But as a mother, the minute you stop for a second, you go, oh, I'm doing something wrong. You sort of have heart palpitations going, this is wasted time. It's wasted. It's wasted. Whereas if you go, no, I'm switching off that and I'm focusing on something else. Very smart. The girls in the office are always like, you must go and do something for yourself. And I'm like, clearing the playroom is for myself. And actually I put on a bit of Taylor Swift it was fun and it was just me on my own and it felt really good because I got to a point where I was like I can't carry on working because I found that when I saw the kids I was like always wondering how many emails I was getting on my phone and vice versa and this way I sort of just feel like on Wednesdays I'm super calm mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm in kind of in charge and also I get to put away the breakfast dishes before 5pm which is quite a big That's day That's always weird. Definitely. Just one day a week <laughs> Winning at life because the dishes are done um, and so in terms of working it all out with the child care and all of that sort of stuff I'd love to know more about how you've decided to do that my granddad daycare as we call it because <laughs> yeah. my mum is still very much working in fact if she's listening maybe you should stop working soon <laughs> um she works all the time so when I was pregnant with my eldest my dad retired on the Friday ran the London Marathon on the Sunday and got a granddaughter on the Tuesday amazing very good timing he'd worked all his life didn't really see us that much as kids um we had a very funny call a few years ago when he went oh my gosh I've just heard about this thing on the radio called terrible twos <laughs> and I said dad you've got three children like, how do you, <laughs> do not, you know not know what remember? terrible twos are <laughs> he's amazing every Monday they go there and um, I said oh by the way um, my eldest was a year old and I said oh yeah don't worry about doing the boiled water thing anymore he was like what boiled water thing <laughs> I said you know when they drink the boiled water you know they can't drink tap water he was like yeah that thing <laughs> yeah, I, don't know, I definitely did that all every day, over always. it and I was like oh Okay, well, they're fine. They're okay. But I think that's really important because it makes you realise they are fine. And actually, you yeah. know, we have kind of got into this world where we've got so many people telling us what to do. We do overthink things. Sometimes I feel, when I'm told this, I think it's like another way of making me feel bad. Because I'm like, okay, so I'm now 
too concerned about doing the right thing so I now need to feel bad about that as well (laughs) okay I'll add that to the list but you're right I'm always being told that I'm worrying too much my mother's always like you're fine your first meal was a full roast aged three months a full roast with gravy you're fine I'm sat here like a shriveled up mess covered in gravy I'm not (laughs) I agree that there's a barrage of information books not that we dislike books there's too many of them the problem is a lot of the time people are inventing systems to sell books not because the systems need to be invented in the first place there's a really good book that I got that just is called How to Enjoy Year One by Rachel Waddy Love. She's brilliant and I loved it because it was a short paragraph on everything that just sort of said if this happens try that, if it's not this try that, if not that don't worry try again tomorrow and it was a really realistic way of looking at things whereas a lot of the time you just spend your whole time in a cold sweat panicking about failing. Yeah gosh I mean Google. I turned up once the doctor's and my youngest was like she's got diabetes I'm sure about it. <laughs> so was like, okay, well, I've been a GB here for like, oh, 18 years and I've only had two cases. But if you're sure, we'll have a little look. And as you said it, I was like, I'm so. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ridiculous. How do you two mm. guys do jogger? Uh, nursery. And um, usually when they're sleeping, that's when I work. So, um, yeah. yeah. Me too, can't you tell? <laughs> oh, in fact, oh, in fact, what a lovely segue. <laughs> the timeless competition for this week. Now, Harry, I'm not sure if you know about this. A lot of the time people go, oh, it's not a competition. Tiredness is not a competition. It is. It is a Here competition. Here it is. So okay. we are both pretty shattered this week. I don't know how you're feeling on the tiredness index. Quite tired. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I'm up for a fight. Okay, oh, well, love it. Fighting who, who kicks off? Well, I think it's only fair for our guests to start off proceedings. Oh, okay. So I am really tired this week. And last night I was texting a friend who we've never been out for dinner with before about Saturday night when we're going out for dinner. Got a uh, babysitter in, all excited. So she's texting me with these emoticons being like, yeah, I can't wait. And she put in my head a glass of champagne and... <laughs> what looked to me like a shisha what sort of nights do you go out on like I don't think I've ever really gone anywhere that had shishas and I'm sure that the local country pub are going to wouldn't and she replies going what are you talking about and it was a spaghetti bolognese emoticon <laughs> <laughs> and I was so tired I just saw it as a shisha see uh, what you want to see <laughs> <laughs> so then I made an idiot of myself you know I imagine on Saturday we're going to arrive and I'm going to be like where are the shishas I think it's a good way of breaking the ice yeah <laughs> she's quaint bear with her she can stay <sighs> Have you got, come on Jess, you've got something. Well, this week, my two-year-old has decided to take against sleeping altogether and has been waking up at four o'clock in the morning all week, which has been really lovely. And this morning, I actually found myself absentmindedly making porridge at quarter to six in the morning because, you know, it was practically lunchtime for me by then. I was just not obviously concentrating what was going on behind me. Then suddenly my daughter said, mummy, mummy, look, and I turned around and um, my son has fished a £10 note out of my husband's wallet and is proceeding to blow his nose on it. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of parallel universe have I entered where money is being used as tissue? He's brilliant. He's like that moment in Dumb and Dumber. They're sitting on the bed surrounded by wadges of notes, like wiping their children. That is your son. Yeah. You know, I had to laugh. So there's a direct link between being tired and losing money. Yes. I know. I was so tired last night. 
night, I was like, I cannot be bothered to cook, so I'm going to go to the supermarket and buy a pizza. Twenty pounds later, if I hadn't been tired, I wouldn't have spent it. Do you know what though? There is nothing wrong with pizza, and I'm sorry to be saying this in front of such a food legend. Pizza, as my mother has always said, gets a really bad rap, but it's basically half a sandwich with some tomato and cheese on it. If you just yeah, have a margarita, it's pretty pretty balanced. And you could dress it up. You could say it's like a deconstructed sandwich yes. with essence of mozzarella and essence like of mozzarella. you know basil breath. I agree. A pizza and I think pasta both get really bad rep. And we've all tried courgette. It's not the same. <laughs> but Charlotte, what's your entry? <laughs> My tiredness story this week involves food packaging. You know when you're so tired that you haven't got any patience. I think that's my problem. I have zero patience this week. I've been working very late. And I went downstairs the other day to make breakfast whilst being shouted at. The demands of this boss behind me who's only three. I would like this. No, not that one. No, in that one. And this. <laughs> and then I gave her some cereal, went to put the cereal back in the cupboard. And I have a problem and I want someone to rectify this. Hello, Kellogg's, if you're listening. I think cereal boxes are too tall. Too tall? Yes, <laughs> they are. Inside the packet, the little bag of cereal is shorter and the, there's an unnecessary box height. <laughs> I was trying to put everything away. My child was winding me up. The Kellogg's packet was massive. Hang on, I need my phone for this. And I couldn't put it back in the cupboard, so I did that. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, so if you're listening on ACAST, I'll put the photo on. Just to describe the picture I just showed, imagine if a cereal box got caught accidentally between two sumo wrestlers. That's what it looked like. I was trying really hard to fit all the cereal boxes in. I was like, no, in there, in you go and boff. I don't have the time to deal with these cereal box issues. I am tired. So that's my thing, packaging. Everyone focuses on Amazon and the overpackaging of tiny things that they order. I'd like to focus on a campaign to make cereal boxes short and fat. <laughs> I have oh, to say on the cereal thing today, I did my Tesco online order. I saw that there were two box sizes of Cheerios and I ordered the smaller one so it could fit in the cupboard. Oh, and one. I like high-fived myself. These are the things, this is why, you know you're saying about admin <laughs> Wednesdays. Those little things that niggle away at you, they build up until you go poof! I yeah. can't deal with this lose it. And it's that kind of yeah. thing that can knock you over the edge. You can have a brilliant day, you can have brilliant meetings. Making deals happen way. Cereal box problem. Breakfast time, there are sometimes some tears. One of us cries oh, most mornings. The amount dead. of times I get in the car and I know I hear myself like sounding, they're going to remember this for years. Like slamming the door. <laughs> you know this period, so you've got a three-year-old and a five-year-old, I'm saying. Do you ever worry with them? You know you're taking them to Disney World or you're doing something lovely, you're frolicking through a field of some kind on a summer's day. You know, meadows are involved. There was that time that everyone hugged we made a den in the sitting room you think these are the memories they're gonna have no they'll remember things like that yeah 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 every morning in the car see we're late again i'm having to have the same conversation with you again i promise that i will listen to you next time yeah. the hilarious thing is five seconds earlier you've had the scary eyes on and your daughter's saying mommy you look like a monster <laughs> and then you turn up at the school gates it's like hi i'm completely on top of things i haven't just been shouting at my children all the way to school. Car makeup on, everyone yeah. looks fine. But mommy, you said the bell was going. Okay, let me just put my makeup on. <laughs> they have Easter eggs and chip for tea. I think that's the sound of somebody telling us that it's time to move on to the next item. Indeed we do. Um, Harriet, please, would you discover something else in your beautiful bag? 
a gorgeous children's book. Oh, um, that is which very lovely. My children don't love. They're like, I just want pepper. Like, oh, do you? It's interesting though, isn't it? Because you could just think, is there such a thing as a bad book for a child? When we're trying to encourage them to read, it's just the fact that they're interested in a book, a problem. I thought the same thing. And the other day I thought, I'm going to buy my child an encyclopedia. I'm going to open her eyes to the world. I remember having an encyclopedia, learning a lot, mm. thinking it was very interesting. So I got her this book and we were having a look through it. And we were interested in the planets and the plants and it was lovely. And then we rested on the page of the inside of the body. My eldest child is five. <laughs> and she went, what's that? And I said, that's that's inside the body, darling. And she went, are they worms? And I went, no, that's your intestines. And she went, okay. <laughs> um, that is disgusting. <laughs> she sat and I went, yeah, it's, it does look a bit disgusting. And she went, I never want to eat me. And I'm like, like that was ever a thing anyway. <laughs> and then she ran out of the room. She ran back through the room and out the other side, it was like a cartoon thing, back into the kitchen and ran back through again. I went, what are you doing? She went, I'm trying to run away from myself. I'm disgusting. Oh, no. So yeah, I hadn't even thought that information would be that terrifying. And that Harry. there is her first memory. But you have to be really careful because she'll inevitably go onto the page which is going to be full of you know reproduction oh yeah we have a lot of questions like why do we have skin I don't know <laughs> like, very good point otherwise the worms would fall out <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's such a thing as bad book for children I think whatever they want to read but this is the thing so I love reading Charlotte and I we both read English literature at university you know we like our books and yet when I had my kids it was kind of like the first thing that went for me and I'm so into encouraging them to read and I'm constantly buying them books and taking them to the library and that kind of thing. And then I found that when I got into bed, I'd either be scrolling through my emails or I'd pick up a book and read two pages and then be asleep. And then it would take me literally six months to read a book, which was just ridiculous. But there are so many other things that are calling our attention now. You've got your phone on you all the time saying, come on, just have another scroll through BuzzFeed. Or you've got your emails, you've got Twitter or something else, which is drawing you away from actually being able to have some time for yourself to actually just escape. There is nothing better than getting into bed with a really good book. You know when it's like 9.30 and you're like, oh, I wonder what happens. Even my little girl's learning to read. And we were going through the supermarket shop. Mummy, uh, there's some great offers over there. And I'm like, (laughs) what are you? Oh, yeah, there's a big sign, great offers. I'm like, you can read. And we're saving money now. I accidentally sucked the floor. That is the sound, unfortunately, telling us we must stop talking about this lovely book and move on to the next thing. Do you have your third and final item? Right in the bottom of the rucksack. Let's have a little uh, so thing. who knows what else might come out. I have got my daughter's gymnastics gear. There's a club culture around here where everyone's children go to loads of clubs. Like the clubs rule the world. Quite often people are like, oh, what clubs does she do? And you're like, um, um, oh my gosh, you need to go to a club. Let's go to a club. And we've tried loads of different clubs. And basically, she's, she's not a club sort of girl, is what we put out. <laughs> so, you know, we've got the tap shoes as a mark of that. And we've done ballet and we've done all that. And it just, she's just like, I don't really like it. And you know, there becomes a thing of actually she's five. She wants to just chill out at home and do art on the table and actually let it be. But finally we got the call on the year and a half waiting list for the gym club. So I was like, we're going to try this one. Just one more, one more. And she loves it, but is refusing to wear the leotard. And it's a really funny thing because part of me is amazing. You know, good on you. Like the boys don't have to wear leotards. They can just wear t-shirts and shorts. Then the other part of me is like, do you want me to get you that leotard? (laughs) And she's like, we've talked about this. (laughs) I don't want a leotard. 
fair point. Like, we don't all go to the gym in a leotard. Exactly. Oh, speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Jane Fonda style. Always. With a thong Call back. on me. <laughs> I think it's a really good point. Yeah. Why does a girl have to wear a leotard if she's not going to feel comfortable wearing that? And I just love that she's seeing it for what it is. And it's like, it's a bit silly. And actually, my daughter couldn't understand it either because she was just like, why am I wearing a swimming costume for ballet? That's really weird. But I'm loving that she's trying all of these clubs and then it's usually when you've made the investment in all the gear. Maybe that's the truth about the gym thing. She just knows she's going to quit it in a couple of weeks. She's like, <laughs> so oh, she's saving you the money. money. <laughs> Save your money, mum. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing this term. But she actually wants to be an artist and a vet. So we're nice. like, who's that. a vet? That's oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I do think there's this sort of weird pressure that I see the other mums who are completely happy and some of them who do a lot of the clubs don't work. So it is much easier to like manoeuvre the kids around. I mean, still really tricky. It's not much easier to pay them. for it though. You can't. I know. <laughs> Can you kiss through loads of clubs? How are you doing that? Write to me, I'd like to know. I was talking to a lady the other day who was just taking her child out of state school and putting her in a private school. She was quite nervous about this pressure to fit in with all the new parents. And she got an email through of the after school clubs and number one on the list was polo. <laughs> and she went, <laughs> what world am I entering here? This is very unusual. Uh, no, but I think we're all eager for our children to try lots of different things and grow up well-rounded and speaking French and Mandarin and excellent at ballet. And then we just sort of think oh is this because this is what we wish we were able to do and we're using our children as an extension of ourselves and there's that social pressure or is it because we actually think it's a good thing for our child and especially if we're after school they've had a long day at school they just want to come home and flop out in front of CBBS and do some drawing I agree with you I feel very much like I want my child to lead me into the areas that she's interested in I want to learn through her I'm going to try really hard not to force her to do what I did or what I want her to do or what I feel I didn't do when she says I really want to do that I go well wait a few weeks and if you still want to do it you might look into it I'm really kind (laughs) well you don't have any tap shoes uh, in the old uh, shoe drawer (laughs) waiting to come out Uh, if either of yours take up tap dancing uh, (laughs) I could do you a deal you've got to be kidding me no the time is up Harriet, you've been a legend. Definitely, I'm going to be doing Admin Wednesdays from now on. Salute. Light Admin Wednesdays. So I'm going to run with it. proper terminology. I feel really sorry if the person who actually suggested this to me is listening and I'm just like, yeah, I do this great thing called Life Admin. <laughs> they can email us at handbagspodcast at gmail.com if they have a problem with it or they could tweet about it. We are at handbagspodcast and on Instagram. These are ways to raise issues with us. If you have any other problems with Harriet or the things she said, <laughs> <laughs> just get in touch. Um, Harriet, how has your experience been on this it, show? It's been lovely. I have enjoyed it much more than I thought I would. Okay. <laughs> Always well, err on the side of negative. You can only be surprised. <laughs> well, thank you very much for inviting us into your beautiful kitchen and showing us your gorgeous, very on-trend rucksack. We'll speak to you again next week. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Yeah, you can. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.